Today is February 3rd, 2021. I hope you had a happy Groundhog Day yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, we are back. We are working on episode or volume six of the Positivity Wall today that I'm going to take you through. And so, yeah, I'm going to give you that uh, just thinking out loud, the random thoughts. And I want to... I want to speak about something that's really important to me because I think it kind of it'll frame some of what I'm talking about. Um, you know, we're still living in a pandemic. We're still going through this time of uncertainty. And during that time, people will always be seeking something. And, and a lot of us are trying to find purpose and meaning and everything. Um, I wanted to tell you, especially in this part, this is where I usually just vent. But I want to give you a little knowledge is be present. You cannot change the past. You do not control the future. But right now, you are in control of. And I think that's so important to what I've experienced over the last few weeks and even the last few days. Um, The other thing is family is important. And it is everything. And when you have the time, and I don't just mean blood family. I mean friends, too. When you have the time to make certain critical decisions that could affect friendships or family, Um, reflect, think on them, because it's very important that you think through that situation um, so that you come to the best judgment. No one wants to, um, in the end, lose in that situation. No one wants to go through a situation that uh, doesn't work. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And so... um, I would tell you to be present. I would tell you to be mindful of the now. You cannot go back and change the past, but you got to move on from it. And you can't control the future, so don't get weighted in it. Don't get lost in it. Um, Yeah. As far as uh, worldly things, you know, I really haven't been paying attention. I know that things are going on, we all know. But I, for me personally, I kind of went through my own little battles this week and had to make some judgment calls about some certain things, things that dealt with friendships, things that dealt with family, uh, things that dealt with even possibly employment. And um, one of the things I want to tell you is, is that you you are everything. <laughs> I always tell you the three at the end as I will, but you are everything to yourself and you don't owe anyone anything. And I think really from this, this random thoughts is remember that you have the right to exist. You have the right to go after what you want and you don't owe anything to anyone. If you sign a contract, that's different. Uh, but you have the right to change your mind. You have the right to do different things. You have the right to step away. And by stepping away, um, are, you know, changing course. That is your decision to make. No one can take that from you. Um, it, they can only take it from you if you allow it. So remember that as you go forward as what you're dealing with in the world and, and just be great. That's what I would tell you to be, be present, be in the now, be great. I should probably go on a positivity wall. Right. But I already have 20 slots. <laughs> so that hey, think about it. You know, be present, be great. It, it really does mean something.
Yeah. All right. So that was your thinking out loud. Now we're going to take you into episode. I don't want to say episode volume six of the positivity wall. So as it reads your, I guess your, I guess template or your, your postcard or your poem smile big and bright, even through loss, your will can't be crushed. Only you can stop you. Say it for you one more time. So you feel it in your body. Smile big and bright, even through loss, your will can't be crushed. Only you can stop you. And so uh, this one, once again, like I said, we're, we're kind of rolling, rolling in those spots where you, it's a Monday morning and you're really not feeling too hot about yourself. <laughs> you don't feel like you're the jam. Or you don't, you know, feel like you're really getting it. This is one of those that I like. It's kind of that set place reminder to remind you of who you are and what you're about and what you can do. And so let's just, you know, I'm going to take you line by line, smile big and bright. Hey, you get to get up again. You get to stand on your feet. Um, I I think the way I said it one day when I was giving an inspirational talk on uh, Snapchat, as I do, is, you know, smile big and bright. You got to wake up this morning. There are people who won't. If you can speak this morning, there are people who can't talk. If you can hear this morning, there are people who can't hear. If you get to see the beauty of this world, there are people who cannot see. And at the end of the day, there are people who, by the end of this day, will take their last breath. So you must appreciate the ability to get another chance to go at it. Uh, recently, I've, I've looked at it like, Each day you get to reinvent yourself. They say the cells in your body regenerate themselves and, you know, make new forms of themselves every 11 months. So every day you have another slice to make another version of yourself. Are you trying to push the needle forward? Are you staying in that same spot? Are you not even paying attention to the needle? What are you doing? Even through loss, you're going to go through those tough days where you feel like you're getting beaten down, where you feel less than who you are when you feel small. But just know that you are loved. Know that there's somebody out there for you. And that, you know, I wish that I could be a beacon for people like that. I I love to listen to people talk about the struggles, to talk about feeling small, because I've been there. And I felt like talking about these things wasn't a good thing. I felt like that by talking about it, I was going to be looked at as weak. And I didn't want to be looked at that way, you know, at all. Your will can't be crushed. Um, The biggest thing I will say about will is willpower is a very strong thing for me. It's what keeps me on this earth. It's what's kept me going, even in my lows. It's your will. The human condition is a very amazing experiment in this life that you can take 10 human beings, you can put them in the same situation, and not all 10 of them are going to react and perform the same way. Now, if they're trained as you know, military and lawful people like that, if you're trained, then yes, they will perform the same way. But you take 10 human beings you pluck from all corners of the earth, drop them into the same um, com, com, you know, conflict or situation, and you're going to see how they handle situational awareness. So remember, 
only you can control you. <laughs> and that's where the last part comes in. Only you can stop you. Okay. The voice in your head that tells you, you know, that you may not be good enough. It, it's this spotlight effect. We, you know, I know I'm, I suffer from spotlight effect and it's, you feel like you're on stage and the light is in your face and that everyone is looking at you when you walk out into the world. And that's not true. Not everyone is looking at you. One, <laughs> one, it ain't that serious. But two, even if they were, the way you view yourself is going to be completely different from how someone views you. And I ask you to go do that experiment. Take 10 of your friends and talk to them one by one and ask them to, to, to find five um, words that describe you best, um, your greatest strength, your greatest opportunity. The first five, they should all be similar. The strength and opportunities will be different for the 10. So this is why I, I kind of made this one six because this is that this is that Monday morning kicking the pants. This is that Thursday afternoon and you're moving to Friday and you just don't know what you're gonna do on the weekend. If you are a weekend warrior off, um, this is when you're you're on that last day trying to get to your Friday to get to your day off because the week is beating your ass so much that you just want to cry. Well hey, cry. Okay. One of the things I like to talk about is the will versus skill. And a lot of jobs, they talk about your ability to retain knowledge opposed to you actually using said knowledge. I like to, to take will versus skill and EQ as far as emotional intelligence and look at it like this. Is your will so strong that you have the ability, even in your lowest moments, to push through the, the toughest of circumstances? That even if you feel like you don't want to go you understand your place to, to do it. Now, when I look at skill, I look at skill as the mask or the facade. And I, you know, I, I talked about this morning with some people. We all go out into the world. We put on clothes to look similar or do things. We, we put ourselves into boxes to fit within society. And the way I like to describe myself that I've, I forget sometimes <laughs> is I'm that little toy, that little square box toy, and you have a star, a triangle, square, circle. I'm the star, and I'm always going to try to put it in every other box except for the star. I'm not meant to fit in that box. But I have a skill of being able to match people. And matching is the ability of taking someone's energy and one's appearance and then mirroring that. I can do that. I can do it well. It's helped me for years in sales. I think it's a very important tool to know. Um, matching or mirroring in sales. If you don't know that, go look it up because I can take your energy. I can take what you throw me and then I can create the, the shade or the face or the mask of what you need to serve you best. When it comes to this situation where you are trying to push through your toughest days, when you're having a hard time, you need will. <laughs> Skill is for the birds. What skill also gives you is this very, like I tell people, my best friend for a long time was Mr. C. And when I talk about Mr. C, Mr. C, his name is compartmentalization. <laughs> okay. You don't, compartmentalization shouldn't be your friend. We all do it naturally in more ways than others, but some of us, it's, it's our biggest 
crutch or our best friend. And I don't look at it as a crutch. It's 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 now become my best friend because I don't go running to it. It's a natural programming I have. If something bad happens to me, I have the next three steps to get through this situation. And I and one of the first steps is to remove myself from people. The second step is to self-reflect. Third step is to recharge. Once I've processed it, I can become a human again in society and, and move along. And a lot of times people are like, oh, wow, you you just got through that very traumatic situation. Walk me through it. I don't. It's done. That's not good for people. So will is important. I take it to any of you comic book nerds, Green Lantern. When you talk about the ring and, and the constructs that the Green Lantern could create, the constructs did not come from just the power of the ring. It came from the will of the user. Skill of using a ring is great, but it takes your willpower to drive more elaborate and more creative constructs to use at your disposal with that. And so, you know, I had to, <laughs> I had to give you a comic book reference. I had to show my nerdum today. I think will in this, in this place is, is more important than skill. If you don't believe in yourself enough to do it, it doesn't matter how much skill you have, you're going to be lying to yourself. And at some point you're going to reach the ceiling of the skill and you're, you're not going to want to do it. So you're going to sit down and you're going to say F it. And that's, that's not good. So for me, one of the things I, I want to talk about with my skill, what used to be my thing, I used to call it the bold flame. I used to be that guy that was like, if you told me I couldn't do it, watch me fucking do it. Watch me. Oh, you say I'm too short. Okay, that's fine. Or you say I can't do this because I'm short. And or you say that I don't because I'm black. I don't seem intelligent. Watch me run circles around you. And in my my um my life until really until 26, I I carried what I know as the bold flame. You said I wasn't good enough. Watch me show you I'm good. I'm not good enough. I mean, watch me show you that I am good enough. You don't believe in me. I believe in me. I'm gonna show you and and. The greatest thing about that bold flame, though, was it was a proud flame as well. So I wasn't the type of person who needed to see you fall on your face and point at you. I could see it and smile internally. I could smile to myself. I am a very big proponent on when people talk about revenge. I don't. The best revenge is is to put people in silence. Human beings crave and need interaction. When you um, reduce or you limit or you even stop connective, um, connected abilities to human beings, they go crazy. That's part of the reason why there's a solitary confinement, because it's just you left with your thoughts. Now, them not feeding you, them not letting you into the light, that plays into some of it too. Because the truth is, if, if you put me into a room, I could make it to a certain point, but no, I mean, we're not, we're not built to be creatures that are just alone. <laughs> it doesn't matter how strong your will is. You're not meant for that. And so the bold flame was something that carried me through. Um, and I remember the bold flame started to lose the strength. Um, it started to lose the oxygen in it and it, it turned into uh, these embers really quickly. And that was February 29th, 2012 at 4.55 PM. That is when my son was born. And around, I say about, you know, 4.58, um, you know, after his mom held him, 
I got to hold him my my first time, you know, by myself. Not necessarily we were holding him together, but then I had to hold him. And I remember listening to my dad talk about what fatherhood does to you, how it changes you, how it makes you strive to be exponential of yourself, to want to be better. You seek to be your best self no matter what. And I understood it. And also in that moment, I felt the weight of the world rest on my shoulders with, I have a responsibility to this human being. So fatherhood took me from a skilled person in this in this mind field, and it made, it made me start to really push toward my will. It really started to make me challenge myself about therapy, about something that I didn't want to go do. Challenge myself about talking, about opening up, about bad things that happened to me, trauma that has happened to me. Um, And it also made me reverse the thought process of how society saw me, that as a black man projecting emotional, um, you know, characteristics or having feelings wasn't a bad thing. And if someone saw, saw it as a bad thing, I wasn't really concerned if they saw it as that. I didn't care. So... Um, that's just, you know, really how I saw it. Fatherhood saved, it it saved me in a way, but it also helped me to evolve. Um, my son, I'll tell anybody, he is the greatest gift I've ever been given, but he also saved my life because he took something in me, which I had the will. Um, I, I'm still alive to this day because I have a strong will, but he made me focus on it and amplify myself towards it. Um, I had nothing else. So that's that's what I did. And by doing that, it made me even a better person than than what I was supposed to be. And so I'm so I'm just so thankful for that with him. Uh, Moments that (laughs) over the time have tested my will. Um, You know, I mean, you name it, you go through things. Family has tested my will Um, in so many ways. I come from (laughs) a culture in which speak when spoken, the elders hold all the power, you don't know anything, this is the way you should do things, why are you questioning things? I always sought why. My parents, my grandparents, everybody, all the ancestors came before me, they were taught on how. Now, I grew up in a world of how. I was taught how, but I was always curious, and I've always been curious on why. My son is exactly like that, and the greatest gift about being his dad is, is that he gets to operate in a world in which he has every right to go ask why. Because it challenges not only me, but it challenges the world that he's in. And I love it. <laughs> I, I, I truly love that because I think that why is important. I think for someone like me, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out this thing of, you know, why am I here? Why, what am I doing? What is this about? Everyone has those questions, but I felt like I was so small because I didn't feel like my purpose was tangible. Like it it had to be like, I was going after this promotion. I was going after this job. I was going after this money. Um, And of course, if I could get this, then it would elevate my status. I didn't appreciate being the Jemiah that I am today and until I became a father, because I had to learn all over again that my existence is enough. 
I don't have to go out into the world and make a ton of money to be great. I don't have to wear the nicest clothes. I don't have to look the best. Um, who I am, my will, my spirit, how I treat people will be something that is shown in my legacy as well. And I think that's that's a struggle as, um, uh, you know, I, I'm very careful how I, I say this, but I will say as a man, um, and I'm, I'm not somebody who's like, oh my God, like for, for women who listen, I'm not saying this as a man um, that I need anyone's help. It's not like that. Men have ran society for quite long enough. So there's a lot of privileges men get. But as a black man within my culture, I always felt odd. And for things that I'm very comfortable being now, I was always laughed at and made to feel like I was weird, even at times told that I could be gay or I was weak or I was a sissy. And it really stuck with me because here are people who now they're very kind to me, but back then that was just the norm was just to be mean to people. And so a lot of times ways I coped is I just, you know, like I said, my friend compartmentalization, I learned that being weak in this world, especially as a black person was not acceptable. And if that I, if I continued to show weakness, it could possibly cause me issues where I was going to always get beat up, possibly be bullied, um, and possibly be in situations where someone would try to hurt me because they didn't understand me. I was that alien. I was that foreign object. And when people don't understand certain things, what do they do? They lash out against it because fear is one of the most powerful. Um, <laughs> it just really is one of the most powerful things in the world to me when it comes to human nature. You drop an ounce of fear and then it see it. the seed of fear becomes doubt and doubt erases all reputation all, um, all, everything that you've built, it erases all of it in an instant. And um, so, you know, the question, the other question is, you know, what did I do when I would doubt myself? A lot of times it was, the, it's that prison palace thing again, guys. It's like, I would go to my prison and I would just beat myself up. I remember sitting um, in a room for like 12 hours in the dark and just literally running through scenarios on why I'm a horrible person, why I'm this, why I'm that, and just going, you know, what is, what's wrong with just being me? And I really had to to question myself on that. And so, as I said, you know, fatherhood was a very pivotal point for me um, because it, it took the bold flame and it made it embers. And I remember one of the first times I tried to reach for the ember to insight to use that skill was um, when I was gone, when I lost my job and then I was trying to figure out what was going to be that next step. And I used to, I remember I would specifically not drive to work. I would walk by this place and I would look at it and cause it was, it was in the same shopping center. My new job was in the same sh- shopping center of my old job. And I would walk by it. I didn't want to ride. I didn't want to drive. I just loved to walk. And it fueled, it was like trying to fuel me to remember where I came from, but it was so different. It wasn't like I had to prove a point. I no longer really cared. It just reminded me of something. And one of the biggest things that that time reminded me was being a father was one one of the greatest moments for me and has been, but I love my son. He's a person. 
to love a company, to love a job that is fool's gold, you shouldn't do it. You can't love something that you don't own, that is not yours, that is not your family, um, because you don't own people. I want to I want to reiterate that you <laughs> you do not own people, just so you know. But I um there were times where I doubted myself if I was doing the right thing, if I was going to be able to find a really good landing spot and then actually make something of myself. And now I look at myself at 35 unemployed <laughs> currently. Um, and I've had struggles, really. I've had some struggles with trying to accept this unemployment as what it is, as the beginning discovery of a journey of how I should look at this year, that this year is going to be, um, it, it's going to be a journey for me. And just struggling with the thought of, well, I don't really, I don't want to be a part of that. And it's because I'm looking at my past going, okay, what can I learn from it? And going, I'm ready for my future. Well, you're missing the now. And so I've been, instead of trying to cope, instead of trying to compartmentalize, I'm just feeling it all. And I'm just doing it all. Why? Why do that? Because when this year is over and everything is good again for me and everything works out, I can look back and say that I I evolved even more. Instead of just racing myself to the next job, <laughs> that's funny. That that's an episode for another day. Um, I could say that I took the time to learn, and even as I'm creating this, I can say that I'm evolving and trying to push myself into better things, and not giving up. So besides my son being the why, it's rem- it's reminding myself that my will my will is more important than my skill. Because will is the inert H- nature of my soul to push on, whereas skills are things that I've acquired. And at some point, you know, I don't think you ever lose certain skills, but they're like muscle. You have to keep putting them in practice. When you stop putting them in practice, then they become rusty and you could lose the skill or it becomes just an unused or misused skill that no longer has use. So my why, it's my son, but it's my will to go on. My will to say, hey, you can't beat me. I get to choose how this works. I get to choose how this ends. All right, so we've given you another uh, another volume, volume six. And um, as I was saying, will versus skill. Will versus skill. Think about it. You know, it may not make sense to you, but it does. You have a reason why you get out of bed every day, why you're doing something. Could be just because you like to make money. Could be because you got a family. Could be because you like your dog. Could be because that's how the world works and you have to make money. I get it. But what are you outside of making money? What are what are you outside of a job? <laughs> That's the person I seek. Because remember, jobs and, and skill, all that's beautiful. Skills are beautiful. But if you do not have the will to go on, you will not practice any of those skills because you won't be here to do it. I think it's very important, like I've talked about before, you know, it, it's the palace versus the prison. It's the positivity that we seek. And um, 
I know some of you, you probably have the bold flame. You have this thing where you have that chip on your shoulder. You have, you're the little guy. So you've always had to prove yourself. Take it from a little guy who learned that that doesn't matter. Let it go. If you spend your life proving yourself to someone, you will always be proving yourself to someone. Spend your life in the now. Enjoy the present. Let go of the past. You know, be, be aware of the future, but but focus yourself in the present. There's so much, so much beautiful things going on right now and and so many things that you could be missing. And if you just fix your gaze right in front of you, you will see such beauty. So as I call to close today, I, I remind you to smile big and bright, even through your losses. Your will can't be crushed. Only you, only you can stop you. There is no one who has the ability to take you and make you a failure besides you. Remember, as I've said before, failure is when you give up. That should be the definition of failure. (laughs) It's when you give up because losses are part of, of, of the story. Losses make you stronger because through loss comes the lessons. The lessons are critical to what you're going to be, to who you are, to what you're doing, and you cannot go on without them. So I implore you, will push towards your will, not just your skill. And um, yeah, smile big and bright, man. <laughs> Smile big and bright, even through all your losses. And if you, uh, you know, you know, it's it's the end. We've called the close. So as I do every episode, um, it's the phrase that pays. But pays. I'm making my own sound effects, people. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter how your day is, good and bad, you just found out the worst news in the world. Um, you just saw your friend walk out the door and in a circumstance that doesn't work for you. You feel alone. Just remember, <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> you are beautiful. And you are loved. Yeah. <laughs>